Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Welcome everyone to the Robert Patton Global Podcast. I'm here with the one and only Mike Brancatelli. He has a wonderful podcast that she sponsors called Mikeadelic. He gets into all of the good conversations about things that matter. So I highly recommend you checking that out. Um, I just wanted to say that this uh, episode is not sponsored by Onnit Alpha Brain, but I'm going to take a couple. Oh. Because I like to have an alpha brain. And today I'm having a relatively good day. Last time you were here, we just hung out. We got to we went for a little walk in the wilderness. We hung out with my brother. You hung out with him a lot more. You guys were talking about probably more psychedelic things. I was on I was on Sober October right. at the time. Yeah. And so I let you guys kinda have a little session. But I'm off Sober October, and I actually broke it a little early, probably like October 23rd, I think. And about two or three days later, I took these mushrooms. Supposed to be like a microdose to my recollection, but uh, pretty quickly into the uh, into it, I realized it was not a microdose. And, yeah. Um, so I kind of braced myself for a trip which had it's been a while since i like tripped on a full-blown trip like i like microdosing that's the i can hang out i can work and it kind of gives you a little bit of like feel good but um so this this was like a it, it was like a pleasant surprise though because i was like i don't want to trip but then Mostly afterwards or maybe halfway through it or something, I was like, okay, I'm glad I did this because maybe I needed this. Mm. I felt strong the next day. I felt powerful. I felt like He-Man. It was weird how the after effect lasts. And um, I felt like I love my wife more. And any little idiosyncrasies she might have that I don't jive with, like kind of melted away and I saw her. You know, it was like maybe not a little girl because that sounds bad, but just, you know, like a innocent being. Right. And yeah. she, we're just, we're all doing the best we can, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And. Yeah, yeah. There's a common misconception with, with uh, you know, I, I sometimes forget in the, being sort of more in the psychedelic bubble that I'm in. But uh, I, I suppose that most people just hear microdose and they just think that it's just a smaller dose. But like. Yeah, the the official definition is um, a sub-perceptual dose. So this guy, uh, Dr. James Fadiman, wrote a book called The Psychedelic Explorer's Guide. And so a microdose would be like a tenth of uh, a normal dose. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, like a gram or two, that would be like a, a moderate dose or mm-hmm. something. Some people even call it like a like a, a hikro dose, you know, uh, you take a little bit more and go for a hike, a museum dose. I've heard that before. Like, nice. You know, all these things. And then there's a therapeutic dose, which is usually like somewhere over two, like in between two to like three and a half grams or something like that. What would you typically take or on your most recent journey? <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I, uh, 
I typically, the way that I, I like to use mushrooms is more of a, like a, a ceremonial kind of way and more of like a, a intentional way. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I'll sometimes do them recreationally, but really I like LSD more recre recreationally. Okay. Um, so I do pretty big doses when I go in, like once every three months or six months, something like that. So for whatever reason, I wasn't planning on this, but on 11-11, uh, I took 11 oh grams. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. Because um, we're both going through learning growth stages in our lives. Um, and I guess we all are. So I'm curious to hear what, what kind of realizations you came up with. I'll t I could tell you some of mine. And, uh, when yeah. And I, I know on. you were talking about some of them before. Um, and you know, having more love for your wife mm -hmm. and seeing the kind of innocence there and, and just a better appreciation, have, feeling more energy and stuff and that, that afterglow effect, you know, it's one of my favorite things about the psychedelic experience is that it like acts as this sort of computer defrag, you know, mm -hmm. reset and, mm -hmm. you know, oil change for the car, you know, all these analogies that, w that work for it. And um, so I've been doing it for a, a long time. And like I said, I... I have a, I guess it was influenced maybe by my experience living in the jungle and working with ayahuasca and just really appreciating the sort of uh, intentionality and the mm -hmm. ceremony and the ritual and the kind of, you know, kind of a little bit of like theatrical play of the whole experience um, to give it this kind of container so that when I'm going in, like I'm going to be using these amazing fungi mm -hmm. substances, you know, these mushrooms that that are just, they're magical, right? Magic mushrooms. Uh -huh. um, and I'm going to be using them. Uh, what do I, what am I using them for? Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. What's the purpose? What's the point here? To get high, man. Sure. I mean, that's, no. that's, that can be, but that was like the old reason. And yeah, and, it and still is though, to some to extent. Some people. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah like, to some extent. Yeah. I mean, like even for me though, like me too. I just said to my friend the other day, we were watching a fish concert, like a live stream or not live, like an old one. He's a big fish fan. I, I don't really care for him too much, but uh, but uh, but but it was still just cool to to be like, wow, man, like I really miss just being like rocked off my gourd on like copious amounts of psychedelics, at, like in a sea of people, everybody just euphoric and like loving, and um, so I still do it in that in that sense. But I also have that sort of uh, ritual as mm -hmm. well, and um, I really I look at it as like. Go like I'm. I'm going somewhere for something. I'm. Ta I'm taking a trip. Yeah. I'm like I'm traveling to a particular place, and I've been to this place many times before. And every time I go, they're always showing me something new, or they're asking me if I did. Did I do the thing that I learned here before? Or so I. You know, I've been doing this for for years and years, and uh, I, I've been always experimenting with larger doses. And there's a. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, he he's passed now, but uh, is a, a black um, martial arts uh, instructor uh, and um, high dose psilocybin journeyer named Kalindi Lee, and I, I believe he passed this this year. Uh, I think it was COVID, but um, but he was was talking about these deep dive journeys, eating like like forty grams. Of oh mushrooms. my god! And at a first, I just didn't really understand it because I was always like. 
listening to Terrence McKenna mm-hmm. and just saying, all you need is five dried grams and silent darkness. <laughs> That'll rock your wig back to the next century. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I'm like, okay, well, I was doing that for a while. Then I started doing six and then it was eight and then, and then nine. And then, and then for whatever reason, just, I was like, let me play with a little, like, I don't know, magic here. It's 11, 11, 2020. Mm-hmm. When, you know, like, all right. Like on the day I was like, all right, I'll eat. I'll eat eleven. I tried to weigh it out to be eleven, eleven on the scale, just for fun. But I, I couldn't get it there, so I got it to eleven twenty-two, and um, yeah, just uh, completely um, blew me away. And um, and the difference between this experience and other ones is that I've come out of it with a lot of like insight and a lot of excitement, and. I think in the past I would sort of all these things would just kind of appear uh, within the next couple of days. And I'd be like, okay, I have to like work on like implementing these kinds of things into my life, you know, in the integration process. And this time it's been this like slow drip of synchronicities that have kind of triggered something in me and reminded me of something or someone approached me with something. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Mm. Um, So there's been a lot of like, divine timing with a lot of stuff that's been happening and you know a, a, a large i'll say that i came out of it, this experience i came i went into the experience trying to inspect my own cleverness mm. you, you said that i was intelligent right like maybe sometimes too much for my own good where i can rationalize things right so one of the things is um taking action you know actually taking action and I have a tendency to sort of understand something, you know, in the, in my mind and then kind of like be able to talk about it, mm-hmm. but not actually fully do it. Mm. And I can convince myself that I don't really need to fully do it, that I'm like somehow above that, that mm. I'm better, right? So it, it ties into massive ego checking, mm. massive like, you know, stop trying to like prove that you're right. Stop trying to prove that you're good or, or that you're worthy or better or having judgment, you know? And I got this image of like, you know, I'm this like big, like baby God sitting at the edge of the multiverse, just like smoking a pipe and just being like, oh yeah, I could do that, but I don't want to, like, <laughs> you know? And it's like, that's, a, so I really inspected that. And then I came out and I, and I wrote down, get out of my own way, facilitate flow, be aware of my own cleverness and allow magic to happen. And Whoa. and I've been inspecting all the elements that, you know, like in sales, they say like, where are the pain points? Mm-hmm. Like wh- what's been preventing me from like really doing that? And so there's a lot of like inner trickery. Like I the archetype of the trickster mm-hmm. is very present for me. Mm. Like this, this chaotic, crazy, sort of enlightened type of being that just like, you know, farts in people's faces, but then like drops like profound wisdom as well, or, you know, like steals somebody's car, but like enlightens them somehow or something. And, and, um, you know, I'm, but, but there's also this like malevolent kind of like devilish aspect to it too, where I can like turn that inside on myself and trick my own self to think that I'm actually doing something and it's coming from a place of authenticity when it is it really though you know and i i really want to work on this because i feel like if i could clear that junk out of the way 
then I then I just flow in doing my purpose. Have you read Think and Grow Rich? You know what? Last time I was here, you guys were recommending that, and I listened to the audiobook on the way home. Okay. Yeah. Positive mental attitude. PMA. Yes. Uh, and there's a lot of pr principles because one of the things he says is like, you don't have to be a genius to be rich. And that makes me feel good because I'm just not, you know, I'm like, I'm not an idiot. And maybe I'm even relatively intelligent, but as far as articulating what I'm thinking the way you probably can. And, but like you said, sometimes it can get in your way. You're so smart that you maybe think you're above it and you don't yeah. need to take this action. Whereas a dummy might be like, well, I'm just going to get to work. You know, I'm just going to work. And, and I'm also, I'm creative, I guess, and, and imaginative. I do feel like I draw from the infinite when I have, inspirations like for sheath and i've had other ones billion dollar ideas but somebody else already had i never got around to doing it this was this key idea i had back in uh 2000 but anyways yeah uh, i never i i didn't get around to doing it and uh so somebody else did it and it's like in every home depot and walmart and it's just keys with with designs on them i, I back in 2000 i was like keys are so boring right what if they were like jewelry you can i mean you carry them around everywhere you go what if there was it was like cool instead of just like this bland metal and and then somebody else took that not took it but you know yeah they act, they, they acted on it yeah they yeah. probably had a similar inspiration and then they actually acted on it and had right. the resources and whatever <clears throat> but uh but to me you're you're smart like, like, you know, and, and I think that it, there's this like, um, very limiting definition of like smart, right? Cause I think it can mean like a, a, all kinds of different things. So maybe I'm like particularly like smart in like one particular way, yeah, like books or something, or whatever, rem remembering, yeah, remembering authors. stuff or yeah. yeah. Or just speaking or whatever. Yeah. And then for me, I, I look at someone like you and I'm like, built a company, like amazing house, like great, like business acumen, you know, like just the, the cool design, the creativity, the ideas. I mean, you know, like that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's amazing. It's a know? level of intelligence. Yeah. I know I'm not an idiot, but when I look at other people and comedians in particular, which you're a comedian still, whether or not you're practicing or not. You yeah. Know. I'm on sabbatical. Yeah. But like <laughs> the way you like will twist and turn a conversation with words, I'm like, man, why can't I do that? I would yeah. love the grass is always greener thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, I'm thinking like, man, why can't I be a little bit like more financially responsible or why can't I like put like more business ideas out there or something like that? You mm -hmm. know? So everyone's, always, we're always beating ourselves up. Yeah. Right? We're always beating ourselves up. Yeah. I mean, I have all, I'm healthy. I have all my faculties, limbs and digits. And, you know, I, I used to always want to be taller cause I, wanted to be in the NBA. Um, you know, so you get the cards you're dealt and you play them and I feel like I'm, I'm playing them. Okay. One of the things is, you know, relationships and building relationships with my team primarily. And, but it extends out like you're a part of that and, um, just make, keeping that running smooth and, and getting a benefit out of a relationship instead of 
I don't know, just like taking it for granted, I guess, and that they're always going to be there. I want to be mutually beneficial. And that's part of the, the book, Think and Grow Rich, is um, like a mastermind group. And we're always kind of like building each other up and, and um, just really practicing the principles. I know you noticed my vision board. Yeah. Do you have a vision board? No. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my girlfriend and I are going to work on one. She hosted like a vision board creating party last year. And, and uh, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been interested in that. I was interested in that. And then I sort of lost interest in it. And now I'm sort of regaining interest in it because I think my perspective is shifting on it a little bit. It's magic. Yeah, it, it is really magic. is. I yeah. mean, you know, the intention, like you're talking about with mushrooms and, or, you know, just you don't have to have the magic mushrooms. You can do it without it. But it does seem to be an enhancement of that space of your mind where you can open up possibilities, I, I, I feel like, maybe. But um, you don't, you know, like you could just do it with meditation and um, visualization, you know, yeah. but I feel like doing that with mushrooms maybe is even more powerful. Yes, it is a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like for me, psychedelics, like I, I really just connect with, with them uh, because I, I suppose that I just have, I just have the need to get cracked wide open Yeah, and just like devoured by the experience because I'm stubborn mm -hmm. and, and, and it's hard for me to, to listen to myself when it's, myself mm -hmm. but if i'm like ingesting something that's like forcing me into the void into the the all then i'm like oh yeah okay thanks for the reminder <laughs> uh, it helps to have a second opinion that to kind of enforce your original idea be like okay you're confirming that i was right now i'm gonna maybe take action action like you said you kind of said you it sounded like you were saying you kind of talk yourself out of doing things yeah so sometimes i mean Whereas to me, like there's nothing really going on in my mind. <laughs> it's just like cricket. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. See, it's 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 all the, the the perspective that we have, you know, and 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 learning how to balance, like you said, the cards you're you're dealt, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's like we've heard that so many times, but it's so true. It's like I used to play poker a lot, so it's I love that analogy. Yeah, I love poker. Poker the um, seven, not seven, but um. The main one, Texas Hold'em. Oh, Texas Hold'em. Yeah, yeah, I used to play Texas Hold'em yeah. all the time. Uh, loved it. Loved it a lot. I would love to play again. You know, I just thought of something. You were talking about the team, having the team around you. And that was another thing that came into my mind recently as well from this, you know, as I'm integrating this experience, the sort of insights that, and clarity that came with it. I'm not so good at asking for help and asking for support. And recently I've gotten myself in, um, in, in some groups and um, it's been it's been helpful, and I was like reluctant to at first. I don't know. I, I suppose I chalk it up to maybe my like cynical kind of East Coast New York, you know, attitude about things, and um, you know. But like it's it's a it's a tough um, like the people are all only in it for themselves, and then if you ask them for help, maybe they're gonna want something back or what do you mean just just having this this um this idea in my mind that i can do it all i can do everything i can do it all i don't need to ask other people hey i'm going through a tough time right now like i need to talk about some stuff and you know even though i have been to like therapy and like integration stuff and things like that 
what you know this like trickster of my mind like will convince me you're good now you're flowing you're good you don't need anything you're you got the world by the balls just ride this fucking wave man you're you're killing it and then i'll, <laughs> and then I'll wind up in a ditch like three months later and be like fuck i should have gotten a little bit more support along the way i should have met with people and just been like hey i don't know what i'm doing yeah and i need help yeah you know that's where i'm at like i don't i never know what i'm doing really it's all just winging it and doing the best i can and it typically works works out it seems to have been working out um but like i'm doing this podcast and you're doing a podcast and you've been doing them and that's kind of like your jam that's what you're about you know so how did this trip give you any insights to how you're going to try to you know expand your audience i think that's kind of like your main goal is to build build your audience yeah yeah, I guess when I started it out, I wasn't thinking that way. I just wanted people to like it. Yeah, and I'm, that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. Nobody, like, not to diminish our conversation, but I'm going to say, like, nobody's going to listen to this. I guess, like, 30 or 50 people. I don't know. It's, like, some s small number, but it is not nothing. We do get, like, 30 or 100 downloads, and people apparently are listening to it within the the, the week of the, down, of the release. And so that's more than I thought. Well, it's great to keep in mind that you know in this world of like millions of clicks and millions of views and millions of hits and millions of likes and millions of posts and you know all this stuff you know but what what is that really you know i think it's more important to have quality and substance um and people that really care that really like you that really listen um and, you know, uh, Seth Godin is someone mm -hmm. that I like who talks about, like, you know, a thousand true fans. Yep. And I love that principle because it makes it so much easier. Like, you know, I mean, 30 to 100 people listening. Imagine, imagine if we were just in a room right now and there were 30 to 100 people sitting in the, in the audience. Yeah. That's a good turnout. Yeah, that'd be intimidating. I'd be like, uh, what? they're all looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, so I think it's just about... You know, for for me, yeah, this 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 trip was um, it was it was really magical. It was really beautiful, and you know, I was I was in this like it was very DMT. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, tell me, because that's more than anyone I know has ever taken. And so, and w when I was on, I think like a gram and a half or two or three grams the other. day, week like a couple of weeks ago yeah and i was tripping pretty hard yeah but 11 it seems like it would almost not be painful but like super intense yeah well i only did it so i could brag about it and, <laughs> and prove that i'm better than everyone else <laughs> yeah well you win you won <laughs> no no you got my respect no i i, I mean it, it it is it is intense and you know this is not to be taken lightly mm -hmm. i'm not gonna just say like you know, this is a very intense thing, but I have been working in this space for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And so my, I'm looking at it as like this expedition, you know, like an astronaut goes to outer space. Like I am preparing for this journey to go in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it was cool as fuck. Like I was in this massive, like fract, mirror fractaled, colorful, geometric like computer grid of like biological tubes and wires and switches and fluorescent lights and everything like 
folding in and transforming. Like uh, Terrence McKenna always talks about the self-transforming machine elves, but it was very like, there's a lot of cool like DMT art. And this was a very DMT because they're, they're cousins, you know, mm -hmm. they're both tryptamines. Um, the, the chemical compounds are very similar uh, and at very high doses, especially with the certain strains, they, they act very, so it was a, a the strain is called a penis envy strain. And yeah, they, I hate they, the name. Yeah. I think Terrence McKenna might've came up with it. I'm not quite sure about that, but well, the, the mushrooms, when they grow, yeah, they, they look, look like yeah. these giant dongs, yeah, they you know, like, the, <laughs> like, the they're like, yeah, they're very phallic. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen this in it, the wild, but like we'll go hiking sometimes and we'll be by a stream and these weird phallus looking phalluses like grow up in an ice sculpture. It looks like a dick. It's like, it's just like a natural shape, this phallus shape. And anyways, you, people out there listening, you may have seen, I know my brother was with me when we saw yeah. it and I was just like, that is, why is this, it's growing out of, you know, the stream and it looks like a dick. And I'm like, I don't like that. It's, it's, it's part of the infinite fractal. Everything's dicks and pussies. There you go. And asses. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's all at the end of the day, it all comes down to that. And you know, if, Sex. if yeah, it's just like anything, like anything to do with the, the sort of, uh, like the taboo, like organs or whatever we you know, want to refer to them as, but you know, f like farting, like fart noises, even if it's not a fart, you know, someone slides on a chair, you're yeah. like, Oh, was that fart? I'm ready to, I'm ready to laugh. Um, yeah, it's, well, uh, I, I don't know. I kind of went off on sideways with, right. with, with, with the phalluses, but just, I guess it's just like a natural kind of shape. And these mushrooms resemble a penis. Yes. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a great uh, experience, and I think it really really got to the core of a lot of things that I ha that have been like blocking me, you know. So I look at it, I I, I sort of explained it like this. I, I did a recent podcast about it, and I was talking about how I have a tendency to like dive like like an ocean diver, and you you dive down to the bottom of the ocean, and you're like. You're you're doing it all the time. You, you know the landscape. You see the octopus. You've gone you've gone to the far reaches. You see the bioluminescence. You're you come back. You tell everybody about it. You know that's your thing. And then one day you discover this cave that goes even deeper, and you're like, holy shit! Like I didn't even I didn't even know I was, didn't even know this was possible to go this deep. So all this time for myself, the what I'm trying to like connect here is that. I've been I've been doing a lot of psychedelic work and with ayahuasca, with mushrooms, with ketamine, with MDMA, with with all kinds of things, and going to depths and bringing it back and integrating and 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 you know feeling like I've I've got a good sense of like what needs to be done to 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 manifest my vision mm -hmm. and to live my life with as the least amount of suffering that I could possibly live, mm -hmm. and also to communicate from a really centered, grounded and balanced, authentic place, you know? And, and it was like, I was doing that, but I didn't go into that cave. And I was just, I was going to the bottom of the ocean. I was bringing back all this stuff. And so this time I really went deep into that cave mm -hmm. and, and really was like, what is this thing about me? Why am I so judgmental? Why am I so cynical? Why am I so ego centered? And, you know, selfish at times. And, 
you know, um, it comes from a, a lot of the ways that I grew up and like what I went through and how I acted and the things that I did and then how I used coping mechanisms to deal with it, mm -hmm. like to handle it. Um, and a lot of it stems from the fact that I was like a real big bully when I was a teenager and I treated my younger brothers really poorly and um, I was really mean and mm -hmm. I would say really mean, like it was just bad, I was, <laughs> I was bad. And, and everybody told me you're bad. And I kind of played into that too. Like, yeah, I'm fucking bad, I'm badass. You know, I'm yeah. a rebel. If uh, I get into a fight with someone, I'm gonna kick their ass and, and people are gonna know, you know, and did a lot of drugs, you know, uh, abused a lot of drugs. Like, like powders? Yeah. Cocaine. Yeah, I mean, things. I started doing ecstasy when it was ecstasy, not MDMA. Right. So when it was like Mitsubishi stack pills mm -hmm. when I was like 15, you know, doing cocaine at like 17, drinking excessively. Um, you know, my home life sucked. My, my parents just, they, I love them to death. Like they're, they're the best people in the world, but they didn't know what the hell they had gotten themselves into with having three boys and, you know, both no internet. teachers and yeah. internet came on in 96. Well, and, they were like, oh yeah, they, they were, would, they they were so in, ignorant. I mean, my parents were also like, they didn't teach me any of the things like coping skills that about stress, what happens when you're like overwhelmed or whatever, like anything about meditation or breathing or exercise and the importance of these types of things to deal with life. Cause they didn't know. They didn't know. They did the best they could. Yep. Like you said, I, I do think everybody is doing the best that they can. And that's where I'm like, Oh, I thought like, I thought I was doing the best that I can and this is the limit. And then it's like, Oh, okay. But I can more, you know, um, like when you're working out and, 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 and you're trying to get that like last rep in, it's like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. But you know that you fucking can. Yeah. And when you do, it's like, oh, I fucking knew I could. Yeah. And, and so that same thing happens with like healing work, you know, and it's like working those muscles and stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and it's not to like place this, this like victim mentality on myself, this blame of like, oh, like poor little old me and like my growing because like come on like that's you know but it's just to have a recognition of that so i can go oh okay now i can actually do something about this because i see like i see where the leak in the in the pipe is mm -hmm. now i could actually fucking fix it yeah but are you gonna fix it and is it gonna last and you know because yeah. that's a good 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 question yeah because like you think you take these mushrooms and you have all these realizations and I'm going to put it into practice and I'm going to live a perfect life. But then it seems like a few weeks later, kind of back to where you were. I mean, in my experience, um, and I had a couple of thoughts. So like when, when I did the mushrooms last time, I thought it was a microdose, turned out not to be, but I knew what to expect. I was like, okay, it's coming. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I was kind of nah. like getting myself ready. I was like, okay, here we yeah. go. You're like going on the roller coaster, like click, click, yes. click, click, yeah. click, 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 click. Yeah. But like, so if I were to take 11 grams, I feel like. Please don't. I'm not. Yeah. But. <laughs> I'm not advocating that for anybody. Yeah, but I feel like in your case, you at least knew you were on the track, if you will, you know, and like, 
you're like, okay, you're going, you probably knew what to expect, kind of. So it wasn't like this total shock, like, what the fuck is happening? You kind of, you've done it before, the wheels have been greased a little bit, so you at least did what, you know, you kind of were probably able to navigate a little bit easier, mm-hmm. having done these things in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that was kind of my point, like, taking 11 grams seems like it would be super scary for someone that doesn't know what they're getting into. A hundred percent. But yeah. you've done it enough to where you're like a pro, a psychonaut. I would say so. Yeah. And it's like, I always feel weird about talking about things like that. Cause it's like, Ooh, look at me. I do, you know, cause that, that's that part of me, you know? And like you asked, like, how am I going to heal that or, or take care of that? And I think it's just about um, really stepping out of my own way and just letting what this energy that's moving through me through this, like, you know, meat suit that that's that's mike brancatelli um and whatever this energy is that's coming through and just being with that and being like yeah i i i am you know i am a psychonaut i do do this stuff and and um you know and 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 all the other things that that i want to take care of and stuff and it's like really approaching it with this attitude of like i'm just kind of like facilitating this energy that's moving through me Mm -hmm. And that's that stepping out of my way and allowing magic to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I've had that happen in my life many, many times. Yeah. You know, when you just, that when synchronicity is just like ramping up and things are happening and opportunities are coming and people are saying the perfect things to you and you're saying the perfect things to them. And it's again, like with these journeys, like it's, they're not medication their medicine. And I think there's a difference because with medication, it sort of covers up a lot of the, um, symptoms, symptoms. Yeah, exactly. And this sort of gets to the root. You know, I always give this like analogy of like, you know, doing these big journeys is like you have a, a room in your house that just has a bunch of shit in it, you know, just stuff. It's like, you know, people have a junk drawer or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have like junk closet, just throw things in there. And then one day you decide to like open it up and go through it, you know? So the, the mushrooms provide the opening up and they provide the, the spreading out and, and, and you see all the things that have been stuffed in this closet mm-hmm. and you're like, oh wow, like, okay. You know, and, and Rick Doblin of MAPS famously talked about coming out of the psychedelic closet, like talking about these psychedelic experiences because, and that is exactly what they and themselves do is they reveal to you these things that have been buried and now it's up to me to 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 do the the work of like putting them in their proper places. So they're not magic pills. They're not going to just like w- give you instant enlightenment, whatever that means, wake you up. They're going to do that for a couple days, mm-hmm. maybe a month or so, give you this nice afterglow. But it's really about this responsibility that comes in place of it because people like to talk about them as like hallucinogens, like oh man, I'm seeing stuff and I'm in like you know whatever. But I think of them as like being hyper real. It it it, it brings you com- completely into the truth, the truth that you're avoiding. Yeah. The the things that you're just not looking at or that you don't want to admit or that you're not seeing or the possibilities that are there that were clouded, the the great things that are there that you haven't given up, given yourself enough credit to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's um, you know, it it really is just a wonderful thing and and, and I love exploring and I feel like it's a, it's such a great tool. And I feel that my relationship to it now has even stepped up a notch because 
meditation, breath work, mm -hmm. journaling, mm -hmm. um, exercise, like all of these things combined with a powerful psychedelic experience. I mean, you are like Batman mm -hmm. going after the Joker with all your, you know, you got your belt and your gear and everything. You got everything. You got all the tools that you need when you, when you put it all together like that. Yeah. I think that putting them all together makes it one complete whole as opposed to trying to just do the mushrooms and go to a party. Like that's not going to fix you. Yeah. You can't rely on the mushrooms to do the work for you. Yeah. They'll get mad at you. Yeah. You know, they did. They turned on me one time. They were like, I remember I had this mushroom. I don't know if I told you this story or not, but mm -hmm. I had a mushroom trip where, so this was in 2014 when I was just starting to get into doing heroic doses, which that's yes. what McKenna Terrence calls McKenna. them. Yeah. yeah. Five. And so I was listening to him and, and his way and just like, man, this is like, cause it was so new, you know, you know whenever I have a tendency that, to get into something that's new, I'm always like, man, I'm gonna like do it, do it. You know, I'm gonna, oh, I'm podcasting. I'm gonna get all the pro stuff. Like I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna dive in. And so the same thing with mushrooms and I, and I was doing five grams like uh, every other week for like six weeks. And uh, I had this one experience where I, I was trying to, I was do, McKenna was saying, ask them, ask the mushrooms for something. So he's like, go in there with an intention, you know, say, show me, show me, you know? So I'm like in my room and I got like incense and sage and Palo Santo and candles and like light music, some good, you know, good, good little background beats. And, and, uh, and I, and I ate them. Now I make a tea, but I used to eat them dried mm -hmm. and crunch them up. And I had a couple joints like rolled waiting for me. And yep. I was laying down in my bed in the, in the dark. And I'm like, show me, <laughs> show me. And then it starts to do that twisty turny. It's coming on, going up the roller coaster thing. And then boom, I am in an Alex Gray painting with all the eyes and the, and the can't like the uh, cavernous, like swirling. And there's all these little like leprechauns sitting down, like infinite numbers of leprechauns, like sitting on the edges of these, um, you know, like, like, uh, structures of that like the alex gray painting structures yeah something. like like the ledges and stuff yeah and they're like cheersing they have they each have like two beers in their hands and they're like cheersing beers and they're like ha, 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 show me show me ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and they're like totally mocking me wow you know and like the the message that i got from that was that it was like dude you're taking this shit too seriously you're not doing the work you're not um, you're coming in just for like the fireworks show to see all the cool colors and the fractals and the sounds. And, and that's something that like that these things can do too. They, they'll, they'll show you something in a way that you weren't expecting. And that, that was like a, a powerful, like learning lesson as well for me. And, yeah. That's uh, probably a little bit too frequent to be doing five gram doses. Like I feel like yeah, the most once a month, probably closer to once every three to six months. And ideally, you know, you do it one time and you have all the answers and your life is <laughs> yeah. balanced and, you know, your mental. What fun would that be, though? Yeah, you miss out on some of the yeah, trips. Yeah, there's a joy in not knowing sometimes. Yeah. Um, one thing you said that stood out just a second ago is, and I have a question because I've had this, I've tripped let's say a dozen, two dozen times, probably more, who knows, 
I'm sure you've done it like way more than that. But um, one frequent theme is that the transition state, like going from here we're sober and not tripping to tripping. Mm -hmm. But the in-between, yeah, as you're shifting from not tripping to tripping, I experience these weird, it's like the weirdest visuals of like noodles and intestines mm -hmm. and farts maybe and like yeah. like peeing and toilets <laughs> and snakes and it's all these like tubes and yeah i'm even my body is like I'm remembering right now i'm feeling something in my face but it's, it's almost every time i trip like to get from this side to that side it's going through this process and i visually see these noodles and intestines and and it's gross and I don't like it, but once you get through to the other side, then it is, you know, now you're there, but I always, and I don't know if it's always, but I go through that tr transition many times and you kind of nodded and confirmed something. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's very familiar experience. It's, you know, especially in, in this latest one too, it, it came up again. I've been in the, in the tubular realm, like many, many times and in, in, with ayahuasca as well. And uh, yeah, it's like, we're like, this is, we're, what are we? This is gross. Well, you know, like it's disgusting. We're like, you know, if you, po if you poke my skin, like some liquid's going to come out, like red liquid. If you poke it like really hard, like I'm going to just like disappear from like losing too much red liquid. Mm -hmm. you know, there's all these like tubes in our body and like sweating and farting and pee and poop yeah. and like saliva and excretions, excretions. and jizz and fucking, it's like, like you know? i remember like toilets flushing was one of the things yeah. it's just like what is happening is yeah. this going on in my body it's a constant exchanging of fluids and pumping and i guess you know this is one of the things that we're not aware of which because that would be too much information to process at one time to be constantly aware of all the digestion happening but i feel like that there is a moment during the trip stage, one of them, where it's like you see all that, and then it's just like I don't know what it is, what kind of message it's sending, but it's just a common theme I've experienced, and and I was I've never talked to anyone about that, yeah, and to see like if they've had a similar kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I've so many times, and you know I've had the the visions of the nature and the soil and the earth and the trees and water and animals and death and decay and like mm. fungus and you know everything eats each other and like decomposes and grows anew and and like myself included and i'm like i'm like turning into a soup and like melting into a frog and the frog is melting into the land and the and then it's like the earth is melting into the cosmos and it's like all this just messy chaotic kind of soup of yeah. like of creation that like takes form and then transmutes and like goes through these transitionary processes and, yeah and, life and death and yeah decay i i know a couple years ago i had this spot on the top of my mouth and it was from, i it was from smoking too much weed and i would smoke it down to the roach where it's like the smoke is really hot yeah. and uh and it burned the top of my mouth ultimately and 
I, cause I remember feeling it. I was like, that didn't feel good. But there, so then there was this spot on the roof of my mouth that wouldn't go away for weeks. And I went to the dentist and then went back and it was still there. And they were like concerned. Cause if you have a spot in your mouth that won't go away, it could be cancerous. FYI. Um, so they did a biopsy. So they cut that piece out of my mouth. So for two weeks I had to wait to know whether or not I had cancer. And in during that two weeks, I decided to take some mushrooms to like process whatever, I, the fact that I might die. And I remember sitting, I had another um, massage chair similar to this one, but not as good. But I was in it, took the mushrooms, I'm there. And I, I mean, I, I just remember like seeing myself withering away, like getting old and frail and skinny and bony and just just like purple my skin was like turning purple and i was dying and i think i I cried for myself like you lived a good life you know um whether i did or didn't is irrelevant i guess but i kind of at the time i rationalized it and um you know like you just mentioned like the whole like that's part of life and i guess I, i accepted it but ultimately, I didn't have cancer, so that was a nice uh, relief. Yeah. But, you know, like that's maybe not something anyone would do. You know, you have cancer, that's kind of scary. You probably don't want to take mushrooms when it, in the midst of some kind of scary life or death situation. But I've also heard that people on their, like, deathbeds or, you know, on their way out, they take mushrooms and they accept their mortality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So Johns Hopkins did... Uh, a breakthrough study on that uh, people with terminal illnesses yeah. saying that they, it totally like it was the most profound experience they had. I mean, it, it really is. I, I, I think that if you can die before you die, mm-hmm. that that's like a really valuable thing is to, you know, see yourself decaying and like losing your hair and your vision and your sight and like your teeth and just, you know, melting into to, to goo and dust and it's like okay well well fuck like we're this whole reality is just like one pile of like play-doh and yeah. like we need to like while we're here like let's make something cool think of something a fun compost heap yeah just whatever we are decaying back into the earth to be consumed by other like animals or just the earth itself I want to segue the articulation to the podcasting and your podcast. But yeah, I, I guess I, I was doing comedy and I was listening to podcasts and I was walking dogs during the day for mm-hmm. a day job. So I had a lot of time to listen to podcasts. So yeah. I really, and it was, this was 2013. Yeah. 2013. And podcast, like I, I was just like, this is super cool. Like I get to hear people that I don't hear anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And that are awesome. And, um, and then, yeah. And, and it just kind of naturally evolved. I started doing part of the problem with Dave and then I started Mycadelic in 2016 and, um, still doing it. And mm-hmm. now I'm thinking of like, okay, maybe it's time to like do some cooler, some, some new things, some different things, some things that are going to evolve the show and, and take it in some, the direction that I want it to go in. Like what? So probably putting out some more content, but a, a variety of different kinds of content. So right now I'm 
testing a show with like a co-host guy okay and doing like a video we're, we're looking at a space to have like um sort of a a studio space that's like a psychedelic hangout like mm. fun house like kind of like a stoner you know basement Bad. or yeah. something and uh and do a little video episode for like the friday show and then wednesday show will be like a bonus for patreon people and then um most likely that'll be a solo cast type show that i do i i do these podcasts it's just me and yeah um and then and then do like a more interview show for mondays and then just do more creative stuff around it you know like i was mentioning how i got the ipad like i want to like mess around i just want to be more creative and i feel like i've been um not really allowing myself to access the full fullness of like what i can who i am and what i can do yeah you know yeah i mean promotion about what it is you're selling which is your podcast um you know it takes time i guess ultimately this is 10 years in the making as far as sheath is concerned and we're doing great now but there was a time when we weren't and it's just like constant effort consistency and putting it out there and um going above and beyond and offering more than what you know you're expected to i guess and so you're very funny i would because that's how we sell sheath i think even is through comedy yeah and um i guess there's other reasons but it breaks the ice and brings people in typically i find and you're being like a naturally funny guy he has this youtube clip which is impossible to find but he's doing an impersonation of alex jones and it fucking i haven't laughed that hard <laughs> like a decade so if you can find it out there go how, how would you find that? i don't know why it's so hard to find it's it's i think it's called alex jones goes crazy uh or, or something like that but i guess if you go to my channel and you just search by view count on my channel you could probably find it it's it's probably one of the like more high yeah high higher viewed. viewed ones yeah i don't know what she would be calling me right now she knows i'm on i'm doing a podcast <laughs> uh yeah that's a that's a hilarious bit and I, you know, maybe being a guest on other people's podcast, like Tim Dillon or whoever. <laughs> Me on Tim Dillon? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I, first of all, he doesn't have guests, really. But I I, I love Tim. I think Tim Tim is the, probably the funniest person around right now. Right now. He's yeah. killing it. I, yeah. I, he, he makes me laugh like, like no one else. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love, I, love, I love doing stuff like that. And it's, it's uh, I guess... You know where I admire you is, and and when I was here last time, you and your your brother, you're just like we get we have this idea, we're gonna do this thing, and it was just like boom, it like happened, and it was done, and it was, and then you made it, and it came out like a week later, and it was awesome, and I'm like, oh, I want to do this thing, but like I don't know, it's not right, like I need the perfect thing, like is that right, like is that the, is that the right line, so. Yeah, just I guess you know, just I th I feel like I've I've gotten to a, a point where I'm like taking a step up now and like relaxing a little bit more, so I can incorporate more of the totality of like who I actually am. You know, I mean, it's funny because hearing you say that, and then I also had like several other people be like, "Dude, I like your podcast, but like it doesn't really represent like fully who you are." 
And I'm like, okay, well, well, first of all, does it have to represent fully who I am? I mean, maybe, maybe not. But I do that the show that I'm going to do with the co-host is going to be more of a comedy, like relaxed kind of fun show. Well, I mean, I, don't li- I like the politics. I love it. I think I'm going to start getting out of that. Yeah. More. I just, it's like the Godfather, right? Like just when I thought I was out, they bring me back in. Yeah. I can't, I can't stay away from, from it, but, um, yeah, I think maybe learning how to like incorporate it a little bit in a little bit of a different way. Anyway, I mean, I've with politics as it stands at the moment, I'm like completely withdrawn. I'm not focused. I'm not paying attention to anything that's happening because I feel like there's some level of corruption that's occurring. Yeah, whatever it is, I don't. I mean whether the election was stolen from Trump or not. Um, you know, I just feel like even if they won fair and square, it's going to go back to the old business as usual, which is fine. I, other than I feel like politicians get rich doing a job that they're supposed to be a public servant at. And so we're just going to go back to that and, take the light that was shining brightly on government with Trump as the president. And it's just going to turn the flashlight off and it's going to go back into darkness and you, nobody's going to know what's happening and probably start another war. I mean, and I listen to Dave and you know, and you have the same perspective on these things is similar anyways. Um, so it's like kind of throwing your hands up in the air and like, I don't like this right now. I don't like the way the direction it's going, which is just back. I felt like even with Trump, we were making some sort of progress as far as showing what's really going on in government, you know? Um, So I like that. And that was my, my biggest thing with government is transparency. Like if, what are you doing? Where is the money? You know? Yeah. And where's my money? Yeah. Like, but they, you know, I, I think they should wear body cams everywhere all day but they'll figure out a loophole around that you know they have all the money they have all the money guns power and resources so whatever laws and regulations and rules they write there's always going to be they're the ones that have the first shot or the they're 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 the ones that have the availability or the resources to to get around all Mm -hmm. that stuff and maneuver it and you know and nobody gives a shit anymore it's like i don't know i it's such a strange thing we just live in such a weird world I, I suppose at one point in time i thought that like i was gonna like expose the truth of like what the government's doing and people are gonna we're gonna like have a revolution and i just don't see it that way anymore i think it's uh, like everybody has to attach to like what is going to give them the most like joy and meaning and, mm-hmm. and purpose in life and for me a lot of the drain and maybe one of the reasons why i left part of the problem was because i just felt so fucking drained like dave i don't know how the fuck he does it he does he he has an amazing ability to consume the media and consume all this stuff and then talk about it and stay like level-headed and like healthy and balanced Mm -hmm. i get like corrupted by it i get i go insane and Mm -hmm. i i so i it's like toxic to me i can't handle it. It, it especially when like let's say i my wife is on one side of the political spectrum and I'm on the other side and things that are driving me crazy, I'll be like, fucking Biden laptop. And, you know, she's like, what? Like, she doesn't care. And like you said, like, it seems like so many people don't care that it's like, what's the point of exposing this truth if people are just going to be like, 
so what? I think it's like people pretend to care. Yeah. Like if you go, if you're like, if you're spending time online and you look at what people are talking about. I mean, you know, we talk about the mainstream media. I mean, fucking social media is the mainstream media too, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like the way that we, I see humanity acting and especially like in America right now, is like, oh my God, like this is the, did you hear about this thing? Like, this is crazy. And everybody like develops these, not everybody, but people that are in the, the, the podcast space or YouTube space or whatever they're doing, Twitter space, it's like this constant sort of playing, like playing to your choir, you know, mm-hmm. preaching to your choir, playing to your audience. And like, for what? Like, just so you can develop like an audience that just agrees with you all the time about everything. And I mean, like, sure, that's fine, whatever, but it's not really changing. Like, libertarianism isn't going to like win over the population of America. It's just not. Yeah. You know, it seems it's absurd that it wouldn't. It's absurd that it wouldn't. Yeah. It it drives me mad to think about people that don't appreciate sovereignty, liberty, individual liberty. Like how do you, how can you not? Right. But we're in such a convoluted mess, such a chaotic, fractal you know fragmented reality bubbles everybody's living in their own worlds mm-hmm. and stuff and it's just like man the, the government's gonna do what the government gonna do over and over again time and time again there's even if whatever there was a revolution and this government fell there'll be another one that'll take its place it's just the nature of humanity to always like move towards that you know and i i always i had this like idea that well man maybe if psychedelics and people can wake up and we can all you know but there's just there's too many people yeah. that, that see things differently. So best you could, best, what I'm focusing on is just like, what can I do? Like, what's the best thing that I can do? I said, I really weird. I was like, <laughs> what can I, 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 what can I do? That's going to be the best thing for me. And then the best thing for others that like I can provide and give to people and they, and then be like, thank you. Awesome. Cool. Should be a good person. Exactly. I know it's not ranting about what, the, the harp like weather frequency technology yeah. or like, all of these uh, conspiracies. <laughs> no, one, no one fucking believes me anyway. Like, yeah. I, you know, the, the president is a lizard. And, you know, uh, this com- conversation is just going everywhere, but uh, yeah. that's how I like it. And hopefully you guys are still here. <laughs> but like I was in the army, let's say 2006, seven. And my, one of my cousins was deep into all the YouTube conspiracies and he's showing me these videos and I'm like, what am I going to do about it? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm in the army. Yeah. I'm, I have a job to do. Like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Like, so what if they're like, what am I supposed to do about it? And what does me giving my attention to that provide like how does that help Mm -hmm. except distract me from my job um but i ended up getting into it you know it's like a little seed was planted and i was like yeah that is fucked up they started this war from like blowing up one of our own ships or something Mm -hmm. the sea of tonkin or right uh you know vietnam if they've done that before what makes you think they won't do it again oh yeah and so you know that the government is capable of just fucking its own people over for their own power security you Mm -hmm. know keep their power you know and make more people money with wars and stuff which is another uh subject like that i'm very close to like i joined the army to go fight 
the Iraqis because I kind of fell for the weapons of mass destruction thing. And maybe I wanted to. They, quotations, whatever, bombed us. Yeah. So let's go get them. And uh, not to mention that I was bribed into joining with... They paid off all my student loan debt right, and right. gave me $13,000 cash. So I was like, I had like a $30,000 turnaround from being mm. in debt to being up, you know, 15 grand. And, uh, you know, but so I fell for it, went, kicked ass in the army, loved it, actually. Uh, definitely think people should go through that if you can afford to potentially die, I guess. See, he laughed. I mean, one joke. <laughs> But if you can afford to potentially die or whatever, you know, I felt like it was a huge stepping stone from my life going from being in a cubicle, working in payroll and human resources to actually now I have my own business and house and stuff where, you know, it gives you a lot of, I got my degree, I got my master's degree, I got a house, got now I have business and would all that have happened if I hadn't joined? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Do you, do you think that it, 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 what it was like you, a springboard. Did it like give you this like discipline or yeah, it, like yeah, that too. I feel like I turned into a man. I was 26 years old. I had a kid. I'm going through basic training and AIT, and that itself, I feel like, really helped me position myself like where I stand amongst my peers. You know, like okay, well, I kick all these motherfuckers' asses, and I did. I was like way better at a lot of my peers at trying mm -hmm. really hard. Mm -hmm. Like, and that gets you very far yeah. in life and in the army. Um, but where I was going with that, I guess was like somewhere around 2008, nine. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like why? Okay. You want me to go back again for the third time? Last time I was there, I came up with sheath but we weren't really doing a whole lot. Like most of my tour was waiting for something to happen, which happened like six times or nine times out of the six months I was there. So there was six days where we did something, you know, and I'm exaggerating or whatever. I'm generalizing that, but it was mostly waiting around. And so, you know, and I see KBR and, Halliburton and these companies with these huge contracts and all these people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, what are we here for again? Right. And so like the whole war thing, I feel like unless we're being directly assaulted, attacked, like we should maybe fix things at home, you know, but totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, that is the one issue. That's the issue that brought me in. To, to politics what yeah yeah because uh it was just like right after 9-11 happened me and everybody in my community my my town like the the, the general i mean everybody you were country, in new york yeah yeah i mean pretty much everybody oh yeah right was was, was like let's get these it. fucking people yeah you know and and um I think it's just weird to hate anybody. I know. Like, unless somebody, like, like murdered your family or something, and, like, you're like, okay, like, I hate these people, and I'm going to take care of them. But to, to hold, like, that energy in your heart, Ooh, I and know. I know so I know a ton of people like that, too. Like, oh, this asshole Trump, like, do you see what he's doing? I mean, the whole fucking past four years have been like that. It was insane. I think I got a little fatigued, too, about that with the, with the, po the political thing, this, like, 
fever pitch like anger mm-hmm. towards this one guy. It's mm-hmm. like guys, like who cares? I never, I don't hear. Like I think he's hilarious, right? Like I'm, I'm like this is a great show to be watching. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, a great time to be alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it really is. It's like I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I think that energy of hate is is definitely. Um, you know, coming from some part of ourselves that we don't want to look at. And I, you know, I, this is not my original thought or whatever, but it's, you know, Trump definitely was a representation of like what we value as a culture. Like politics is downstream from culture. It's the culture that sets the tone and then the politics kind of follow along. And that, you know, what better represents America than what he represents? That's it. That's it, right there. Rappers, Reality TV, yeah, gold, everything, bragging, you know, like all that stuff. That's that's where we're at. So, yeah, and I think it was an you know representation of what we idealize in America. Like I, I used to want to be on The Apprentice. Yeah, I think I applied at one point back in the day, um, but also idealize, but don't want to admit. And yeah. I think that's where that hate comes from too. Because we all get like who doesn't want to be rich and right. famous and popular and like have all the ladies and, and win yeah and win and I tend to get like lazy and give up on like the the explaining of it like mm-hmm. sometimes the way that I see it not like I know everything but just how it seems to me being interested in this stuff for like a long time and yeah just um, yeah I, I deleted Twitter off my phone I feel so much better wow. So much better. That's my go-to app right now, but I could see why you would want to because it's just a it, like, it you get confused with who you're having a conversation with, anyways. It's like I'm talking shit to this guy, and then this other dude's like, I wasn't talking to you. And I'm like, well, well, I told you to fuck off because I thought you were talking to me. Yeah, it's an insane asylum. Yeah, yeah, people just, are just talking to themselves mm, <laughs> in the corner of a padded room. It. It's, it's gross and there's nothing constructive it seems like there's very little constructive going on there it's just like a venting room to yeah, yeah. you know throw hate yeah but everybody thinks that they're like right yes you know and i think that's that was another big just go back to the the, the insights that i'm like working through too and the the trump as the collective shadow that sort of thing and it's like you know i, I so many people were celebrating for biden and it's like I think they were just celebrating for Biden because they want to go back to sleep. They wa- they don't want to have all these tough emotions be pulled up out of them because of the mirror of this collective shadow that Trump represents and and that like mentality because we don't want to admit that we all have a little Trump inside of ourselves that like is that way. And it's like hiding that and then just it like festers, you know. Um but but yeah, I I forgot what I was saying. Uh <laughs> You know, you, you said they were high, uh, celebrating Biden's win, which... Oh, yeah, because uh, they just want to go back to sleep. Because yeah. they don't want to be involved because they don't want to deal with the stuff that's coming up inside of themselves. Why are you being... Why are you so angry about um, one man, you know? Um, and what does that bring up in you? And, um, yeah, and I, and I think this, like, Biden thing is just like, all right, Biden's in, cool. He's like... A, I think I even heard on like MSNBC or something, they were like, and a return to normalcy, just like in the Obama and Bush administrations. I was like, normalcy. Okay, so I guess all that's, that's, that's what they, obviously, it's like, we want like, we want the guy who's just going to make everyone be like, oh, he seems like a president. Okay, don't pay attention to anything anymore. Exactly. Um, 
he plays the part plays the part and he says what we think we're supposed to hear and so yep we can go back and maybe people should just go back to doing what like being productive citizens of society the only problem with that is like people are gonna take away focus from the government which they're supposed to be representing us and we should probably keep an eye on them because fucking journalists surely are not doing any journalist stuff yeah well it's all over we're gonna be microchipped you know it's 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 the way the way of life that we have been experiencing is going to be shifted radically like i mm-hmm. this With whole covid new, I, thing yeah, I heard like the, the COVID pandemic thing. like i i mean come on like i this i i i know that like people are getting sick and like and, and ill and stuff like i i probably had it like last march and but the way that they're talking about it and the things that they're doing with this, um, yeah, it's just, but also to say that it's like, I don't know, is this, when, when was the last time in history that like, when was the, when, when was the last time ever that like people put an end to a, a, something and we like had this utopia, right? Like the war on drugs or the war on terrorism. Like it, it never, you never win these wars. Is that what you're kind of getting like, at? Yeah. Back. Yeah. The wars always keep going. It's like, back to that like the tubes and the liquid and the transport like all that stuff maybe it's not you know maybe it's not such a big thing to be afraid of maybe just go with it and try and carve out your little piece you know while you can or mm-hmm. not while you can but carve out your little piece that that gives you this the feeling of satisfaction and meaning and and create less suffering you know i remember tim said on joe rogan tim dillon the great tim dillon said what are you gonna do sit out sit around and worry about what darp is doing all day you want to go out on the lake and enjoy the day and it's like mm-hmm. yeah you know we can't stop this engine of the billionaire class with all their money and and wealth and and power and influence from doing the things that they want to do because they're going to sell it and they're going to convince the, the masses of people that this is what the thing is to be buying and to be on board with so what can you do? You create little like rogue factions or tribes and and little you know co- and companies, and just move forward. Yeah, turn if you like if you just turn off the television and the radio and just like live in your own utopian kind of world of ignorance is bliss. So to a certain speak. extent, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can get by without all of this external data that's seemingly intent on pissing you off and turning you against your neighbor. Um, that's where I try to, you know, focus on my neighborhood, my circle. Um, you know, it's fun to watch the shit show on the news and, and get all riled up and take a side, pick a team and be on that team. That problem I got, I got fatigued also with the, the hate of, of it all and, and like the hate Trump hating stuff. And it's like, I don't hate him. I totally, I kind of hate Adam Schiff, but I think he's such a little pencil neck dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> but do I hate him? Right. No, he just, he's more irritating though. He's like an irritant. Cause I know he's lying. Yeah. And it fucking infuriates me. You said you had the evidence of the Russia collusion where, you know, right. They'll just, they say shit. It's magic, man. And then it, it's magic. It's nobody sorcery. holds them to account. No, yeah. it's not. It's 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 high level sorcery, you know, that goes on in, in this theater of the absurd that is politics. But yeah, I mean, it's like, 
you know, I don't know. Yeah, focus on your own thing. Because yeah. what does it do? What does yeah. it do for you? Everybody's walking around. You know, when you're focusing about these things that are that you have no control over to Literally. directly influence them. Yeah. Uh, what happened to myself when I was doing this is I felt like I cast myself more in a victim role mm. and I'm like, and I lose agency mm -hmm. and I get depressed and I, and I get like, Oh, fuck it. Whatever. Who cares? It's, it's all burning down. What's the big deal? Um, you know, so it's like, how could you maybe redirect that energy into something that's more productive? But then again, having said that people love fucking dramas, you know, like people love the drama of like, did you see what happened recently about this? You it's know, like water cooler talk, water cooler talk. Cause yeah. It's, yeah. Cause they don't have, they have boring lives and mm -hmm. they have nothing else to worry about. You yeah. Know? And, and you know, getting all obsessed about this. And for me also, it was like the joy of knowing like the truth behind mm -hmm. the scenes, guys, you have no idea. They're not telling you about this black budget program. There's these ships flying over Antarctica. The earth is flat. Oh my God. It's hollow. Now we don't even <laughs> exist at all. Holy shit. You know, it's it, it. But then they don't. But then you tell them, and then the people that are are biased on the other direction are going to be like, they're not going to hear you. Anything, or, yeah, you know? they're not going to hear you. Totally right about that. Anything that you can put forward as being like a some idea or a theory can be proven and backed up, and also disproven and discredited debunked. and debunked. Yeah. yeah, it's all and and we're so in that culture too now of like. These are, you know, Ben Shapiro. Facts don't care about your feelings, okay? I want, you know, you know, just go, you know, <laughs> go, go, go to college, get educated, and have me come to your college so I could smack you down with my facts. And and like, it, there's like smackdown, like be right, like this is the way, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think what we need more is just like openness and uncertainty, and just like, I don't know, you know, going go, saying I don't know and going with the flow. And yeah, the people that are so like digging their heels in, thinking that they're right, are the ones I feel like that are causing the problems, like the censorship of people's speech and trying to control people, and because you think you're so right, and that is like fascism or something, which I'm not even a hundred percent sure what that means, but just like trying to control the population on a certain idea and yeah i mean i think it's the lack of real purpose the yeah. lack of vision the lack of real like connection with everything that is you and everything that's around you where most people feel that if they can prove that they're right in some way that it it, it feels like you're doing something and that you have some kind of validation and some kind of like you know, moral high ground on others. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel like all warm and good on the inside. Oh, I, I told someone to wear a mask today and I did my part. And it's like, man, just fucking leave people alone. Like let, let people make their own decisions. And, and, you know, I think we'll all be a lot better if we just learn how to like respect each other's differences a lot more. And yeah. who knows if that's yeah, because I happen don't, I'm, not, but I feel like I'm right on certain things, but I definitely don't know that I'm right. Therefore, I don't try to impose my, I mean, I might tell people like, oh, did you hear, you know, like about whatever happened about like the Biden laptop or something. And then the, the, the emails that showed Biden was really working with the Ukrainians and like, they, I heard that, you know, I don't know that that's true. I start, I, you know, I'm hearing Probably that. true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing shocks me anymore. But I tell someone and they don't believe it 
you know, where did you get that information? And is that a credible source? And it's just like, well, what am I, what are we doing here? There are no credible sources. Yeah. I really think that like, that it's just gone. Like it's not real. Like none of this stuff is really real, but it is, but it also isn't, but it is. And so, you know, the, the moral, I think is live and let live, you know, do your thing. Let me do my thing. The whole libertarian philosophy don't fringe on other people's freedoms and the do no harm principle. Sure. Yeah. And the golden rule, right? We should all be able and to get along. Shower. We were the golden shower is key. <laughs> I was, I mean, we were getting along fine, kind of. I think, you know, and that's the, the silver lining about Trump potentially losing is all that hate maybe will go away. Of course, people are going to go back to sleep, but that leaves room for people like us who are industrious and entrepreneurial to get ahead while they're sleeping. Yeah, I just want Biden. Yeah, Biden presidency, fine, good. Just stop being so annoying about how yeah. much you hate Trump. Yes, and I'll, I'll I can move on to. I I thought he was funny. I think he actually did a few good things. I did a lot of great things, tremendous things, wonderful things. <laughs> The greatest things I've ever done was create my daughter Ivanka. She's hot. She's great. I love her. Too much. I love her a little bit too much. I love much. her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Want to squeeze the breasts. He said that on a show, I think. He said, like, if she wasn't my daughter, I'd tell you I'd be taking her out for wine and a nice dinner. And mm. then back to my tremendous Trump Tower. <laughs> and then people lost their shit about that. It's like, he's a... Com he's kind of a comedian also he's hilarious yeah. yeah so like don't take everything he says so seriously like i have the biggest crowds who don't have the biggest crowds he exaggerates see this is, this is why i love comedy so much is because it it, it 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 you know the comedy that ari shafir tim dylan you know dave lewis jay uh these guys it's just like dude nothing is Everything is sacred, but everything is also absurd as well, you know? And like, cause all these guys have good, like they're, they're good people. Like they have yeah, good hearts. Right. Exactly. But it's like, if you see the world with such rigidity as being like this super serious thing where mm -hmm. you can't, don't bump into the walls. Like, don't make any mistakes. Like, oh my God, like someone said, you're going to fucking like just tighten up and crack into a million pieces, mm -hmm. you know? But if you can hold everything loosely and like in that like tubular, wormy, like decomposing, reinvigorating, rebirthing kind of way, it's all absurd. It's fucking insane. It's like, you know, it's we're playing the finite and infinite game at the same time. It's like we have these finite games where it's like there's a definite beginning and a, and a definite end and there's a clear winner and a loser. But the infinite game is just to keep 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 going keep living keep mm. continuing on keep moving forward and you know the, the i think having that perspective and seeing that uh seeing everything with a little wit and a little humor and a little absurdity and holding things like not loose yeah loose and not so tight just gives you so much more freedom so much more happiness less suffering and allows you to enjoy things in a way you know but again it's like you can't just like tell people that you just have to you have to experience it. So, you know, maybe psychedelics can help, or maybe some something can help, something to get you to just realize how wonderful actually it is to be alive, and how magical and how amazing it is that like 
we get to do all these things that we get to do. We're so blessed. Yeah. And we live in America. And the, I mean, you know, what they all thought the world was going to come crashing down with Trump as president. We're all still here. We're all, and so uh, same thing holds true for the people worried about Biden, you know. Well, the good good, good news is uh, that uh, I think they're going to allow podcasting at the FEMA camps. So, you know. We'll at least have, to we'll at least have, have that. Good yeah. conversations. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, I would like to continue on. But I got to get back to work on some things. Yeah, I really appreciate you traveling a couple hours to get here into the snowy mountains. Oh, my pleasure. I like coming here. Yeah, and uh, I have some gifts for you. I think you brought me some gifts. I do yes. appreciate it. Um, you know, but like, you know, just live and let live. I think there there was a there was a couple of points where I could have been like, that's a great stopping point because you know, like that's the message of the podcast. So whoever's editing this title, it something Mike said earlier about, you know, like living and let living. I said that, but he said something else. Um, because the message is just like fucking relax, but work hard and be industrious and productive and like pursue your dreams and rethink and grow rich again. And again, you can't just read it once. It has to like, seep in and yeah you're still you're still young you're like l low 30s right sure okay whatever <laughs> um you might even anyways yeah i i read it like i read it like 10 times and i really feel like that's you don't have to be a genius to be successful you know there's there's a way of doing things and they're all kind of laid out in that book yeah so and i'll just say like really inspect like one of the things that I wanted to communicate, I guess, about what I'm going through is like, really just check your bullshit, mm -hmm. inspect your, where the, the truth is in yourself and make sure that you like surround yourself with people that are doing that for you too, because we always forget and we need other people to remind us and then we can remind them when they forget. It's like, mm -hmm. we're all in this fucking thing together, you know, find your, find your community, find your, your homies and, and, uh, you know, make, make magic happen. Cause yeah, we're all capable of it. Yeah. I think we are. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Mike, for joining me. Very good conversation. That's why you have your own podcast. And yours is way better. <laughs> so check his podcast out. No, this was good. I enjoyed this. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do, uh, you'll have to come on Mike Adelic, and then I, we could turn the tables, and I can interview you more. I would love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I've been waiting for that invitation. There you go. <laughs> And I want you back on here. We'll have to do like every six months or something. You know, some podcasts have reoccurring guests. I think oh, this yeah. would be a good one for cool. this. So, um, all right. Well, let's just never end. Let's just like tease that we're going to say goodbye. I hate when and, people like, do that. All right. Well, without further ado, here's the, <laughs> you know, oh, before I get into that today. Have you gotten into Tai Chi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> breathing and movement. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bobby. This has been great. And I, uh, I'm very uh, grateful to have met you and to uh, be in the Sheath family. Yes, so, absolutely. You. We're growing, maybe. We're all, we're going to grow together. And uh, go to Onnit, get some Alpha Brain, go to sheathunderwear.com, get some underwear, and turn off the news. All right. Bye, people. Bye, people.